inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and thank you for joining to this show today. Most people who understand business do not understand design. And most people who understand design do not understand business. You can have an idea what are we going to discuss today. We have a really very special guest. We're talking from Tel Aviv. He's Jan Schultink. He's, uh, he's the CEO of Slide Magic, and he is an international recognized designer of high-stake presentations for investors, conferences, sales. His background is actually not in graphics design. He worked for almost a decade with McKinsey and Company, advising Fortune 500 CEOs about strategy. This makes him one of the few people in the world with a rare combination of skills, visualization talent, and business understanding. Hello, Jan. Hello, Oscar. Good to, uh, to be on the show. Yeah. Very welcome to the show, Jan. Could you tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself? Yeah, so my, my background, you, you said part of it, is in, uh, originally I'm a computer science engineer. And after um, my um, university, I joined McKinsey, the big strategy consulting firm mm -hmm. in um, Amsterdam and London. I worked there for... Uh, 10 years, mostly in mergers and acquisitions. Uh, in 2002, I uh, moved to Israel. Um, I left uh, McKinsey London. Uh, and after a few uh, freelance consulting um, projects, I got sort of stuck in the world of presentation design by uh, startups who um, did not really need an expensive strategy consultant or um, couldn't actually pay for it, but who were very interested in the, um, the slides that I was making. And at that stage, these were uh, McKinsey-style um, slides. They were highly professional, highly structured, highly organized, but still a, a little bit boring. Um, and the, the startups asked me to, to get in touch with, the, um, with me to help them with uh, pitches for um, investors. They needed to raise money and they needed to tell their story. And that's how it sort of started, where I took these consulting slides and bit by bit by bit sort of added better design to them. And from uh, one project came the next, came the next, came the next. I dropped all my um, strategy consulting work, mm -hmm. focused on presentations. Um, and that's what I do still today. I started writing my blog, which gets a lot of readers and a lot of um, clients. So now, uh, beyond Israeli startups, I do um, companies outside Israel. The majority of my work is outside Israel. I help uh, venture capitalists and investors themselves to raise money. And I also do work for Um, very large companies that uh, maybe need to present their results to the stock market and need a presentation to do that. So that's how I turned from a strategy consultant into a, uh, into a designer. Mm, fantastic. And tell us first of all a bit, I know you have a book and I, I saw it partially in your, on your website. It's, and it's, I'm fascinated with all this, all this painting you have there. You might be very fond of this painting and you might have a yeah. reason to put them. Could you tell us a bit of your adventure, how you end up read, writing this book? Yeah. So it, it, it actually, there's, a, there's been a lot of um, good books written, I think, over the past years that explain why designing slides with bullet points or slides with lots and lots of information on them 
is not good. And I think people uh, by now understand that bullet point slides are not really uh, the way to go. But there wasn't really a very um, practical guide about, well, what, what do you then do? How do you go about uh, designing a presentation that's not uh, loaded with bullet points? And uh, I started to um, try to sort of, um, write down in a place all the ideas that I uh, had myself or in the, had developed myself over the last um, 20 years from a very uh, practical mm. standpoint, like how to lay out a slide, what fonts to use. And also in a specific business context, not all presentations are a big uh, Apple product announcement or major TED Talks, but there's the um, uh, raising money from investors, uh, getting an idea approved by the board, uh, very so practical day-to-day presentations. And I thought, like, I'll just write it down, all these sort of uh, things that I discovered myself over the past 20 years. And the, the new format, I started uh, writing it for iPad, but later just put it into a website allowed me to maintain and change it and distribute it very um, uh, cheaply and easily to a large uh, community. So that's what sort of the, the project. It's my notebook that I keep on updating with very, very practical suggestions how to make a, a business presentation. Okay, so you're updating continuously the, the content of the, of the book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's really great. Great to know, actually. <laughs> Because sometimes the book, of course, you can do a really great book now and, and two years later can be yeah. partly it's, it's outdated. Really, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a website and it sits there. So uh, it's like uh, easy to, uh, to access and easy to update. So like, that's it. So these are my ideas. If I had to teach someone presentation design, uh, this is what I would tell. So like, that's, uh, that's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned that you had um, a computer science background, I think you said. So I think that might be one of the reasons that came to your following project. Now, do you have a pres- online presentation tool called Slide Magic? Tell us again what was the story behind that. Yeah, I've basically been battling with PowerPoint since the early 1990s when I started at McKinsey to make presentations. And um, everyone knows that people are, um, are, are suffering from it. It's actually um, easy to understand. It, it, PowerPoint was designed in the 1990s when people just uh, invented the mouse and dragging and moving objects on the screen. It's sort of a drawing program um, that gives people um, far too much freedom um, to, des- to design slides. So if you're not a professional designer, it's very hard for you to know how to align objects, what colors to pick, what fonts to pick, how to make everything look neat. So you give a tool that is barely um, designed for a designer in the hands of a layman. And the result is, um, I call those mutual torture. The people that need to make presentations uh, spend hours and hours and hours and hours on making something in, in PowerPoint. They don't really understand how the product works, so they fall back to mm-hmm. writing bullet points. Not the thing that people are naturally inclined to make bullet point slides is simply the only format in PowerPoint they know how to do. So they're wasting their time. On the other hand, people have to sit through these presentations uh, that are very boring. They're also wasting their time. So I try to create a, um, a tool that tries to do things differently uh, to bas- basically make it easier and quicker um, to create PowerPoint documents. Again, that not always are um, TED presentations or product launches, but a document that needs to look decent uh, in order to convince an investor or to get your idea approved inside a company. And it shouldn't take too much time just to put it in a, uh, to put it on a, on a slide on a screen that people can understand it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I browse through through your to your app, and definitely there's a there's a huge amount of different uh, compositions and in uh, different kind of templates for all the situation that you have been describing. So it's also aligned with your what you told about your book that is also focus on how to do things step by step for all the possible situations that's that's a well a really great work that you are you are doing with this and did you think of at some point that there are already enough presentation tools because there are quite many of course and why a new one so what was the the reason that you said okay i i will make a new one no matter there are others <laughs> so the many of the tools that are out there uh, basically try to um emulate PowerPoint or, or Keynote. So they mm-hmm. take the basic menu structure, the basic features, and um, put it all on or make it easy for people to collaborate. Yeah. Others um, try to do something different and, and sometimes they might, might even make it more complicated. So you mm-hmm. think about uh, Prezi with very uh, spectacular and beautiful effects. Mm-hmm. It's still hard to, um, to design things. There are um, other slideshow editor that make it um, easy to, to put a photo and make it look pretty and put a nice text over it. But I would call these more the de- design tools for, I know, uh, invitations or like uh, posters. But there's not a business-focused uh, tool that is um, simple to use. So that's actually what I drove me to try and create another one. And I, I believe that Slide Magic is not so much another um, uh, software tool, but it's actually something bigger. It's a, it's a different uh, philosophy uh, to presentation design that, happens to require a tool to do it quickly. You could follow a slide magic principle in PowerPoint by sticking to the way it works and the way it's designed. Mm-hmm. But I decided to really develop a new approach to presentation design and I needed quickly almost a tool to get people uh, to do it and also to form my own ideas. And that's sort of the, uh, the, the reason that like yet another presentation tool, but I think it's, um, it's quite different uh, from what is out there. So it's really focused on a lot is focused on business, as you said. So you have the the real um, step by step templates and to make it easy to to make real uh, business presentation, not not just something that is looks nice and and it's a, what is the the word you use? Um, like a, you say something like a poster. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so sort of like a, an invitation, a birthday like, invitation. Like invitation, <laughs> exactly. Of course, something that is nice looking, but. Uh, it doesn't help you to if you want to present, for instance, data or some uh, some charts uh, in in a more organized and, and, and effective way. Yeah. So, could you, for instance, uh, summarize if you can summarize and among all the features that you have in your Slide Magic app, what are the let's see top points that are really the the one that you would you would say that make it special. So the, the first one is the, um, the zero learning curve. So you set something up. It's very easy to lay out a, a slide with its components and put something that basically um, cannot look ugly. So if you follow the, uh, the guidelines, so I'm basically restricting a lot of your design freedom. So if you get to pick one color, you have to pick one font, uh, the way things are laid out, you get forced to work in a grid. Uh, so but the, the, um, the, the benefit of this sort of giving up all this design freedom is that things look pretty good even if you're an awful designer. I think that's the, <laughs> the key uh, of the engine. Now, you mentioned these, these um, templates. 
Uh, templates in PowerPoints can solve a lot of the, the problems we talk about. So then there's many, many, many sites on which you can download templates mm -hmm. for anything. There's a big problem uh, with, the, um, with these templates that as soon as you try to adjust them to your own corporate uh, style or actually modify them, no, I need five rows instead of four rows, mm -hmm. then all these templates break down because you, again, need the degree in design to be able to modify a PowerPoint template and make it look good is very hard. Now, mine are very, very easy uh, to customize. That's how they build up. And finally, um, I pick these templates that are in there at the moment uh, based on my experience of 20 years of presentation design. I, I know um, which uh, templates are useful and which are not. And so every presentation I now make in my custom design business for clients, I always think, well, how would I... Um, Designed this in Slide Magic, and could I still get the same type of messages out in Slide Magic? That's a sort of the uh, the yardstick that I keep up for myself. So it's um, a very easy uh, user interface, a huge sort of um, uh, template bank that um, is very easy to customize to your specific uh, uh, need. Mm -hmm. And that has uh, definitely a very strong point because that's true. There are. I don't know, there will be countless templates in PowerPoint only, and as you say, uh, third-party creating template for them, but ma many of those, uh, you can just destroy a template if you just need to add a, an extra column, for instance, or something like that. You can just completely spoil it. And, and it's great that your tool does that. It's uh, somehow, uh, it's, uh, ad it's called, like adaptive no, to, the, to, to making these kind of changes. Yep. Excellent. I mean, another thing that just came to my mind, actually we had a discussion in our previous guest, is about uh, presenting insight, you know, when you have to present data and the insight of this data. Um, how does uh, Slide Magic also help with that? So the, 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 the data charts um, that are in Slide Magic are a very um, simple one. So in PowerPoint, again, it's a copy of Excel. It's a very powerful mm -hmm. chart engine. Uh, in Slide Magic, there's sort of simple columns and bar charts. Uh, that that force you to create a very simple chart. And it's actually also very hard to uh, put five, six charts on a page. You could do it, but it forces you to keep things very simple and to think really hard, like what is the trend I would like to show? And it's usually a line that goes up or down or uh, a market share that goes up or down and stick it on the chart. Like it's, that's, uh, it invites you uh, to do that and it, and, it, um, and it forces you to break from Excel. So you cannot drag a table of Excel and dump it in Slide Magic. You need to Look at Excel and say, which are the, the row of seven numbers that give this trend? And you put these seven numbers in Slide Magic. So you can't um, be tempted to, to copy and paste an entire spreadsheet and make mm -hmm. a slide that is far too complicated and has 15 messages instead of one in Slide Magic. It's simply impossible. Okay, sounds, sounds really powerful. Now, I would like to ask you. I will ask you um, what are the, the features that are coming next on your. On your app, but before that, I would like to ask you: in the last, let's say, twelve months, because these presentations, um, the styles, and the software are evolving, changing all the time. So, you could you tell me, in general, what are the main trends or changes in in how people are presenting the styles or the things that happen in, let's say, in PowerPoint, like the main software? What are the main trends that are coming very recently, and what are what are those? So it's hard to say. I think the basic um, is not changing much. I think mm -hmm. PowerPoint and, and Keynote um, continue to 
get a bit better. Um, but I don't think fundamentally it changed a lot. People are investing a lot in, um, in collaboration. So how mm. to, um, to get people to work online together, which Slide Magic at the moment does not cover, uh, which is one area. And people are uh, focusing a lot about how to um, design slides on mobile devices, mm. um, where I deliberately stayed away from. I, I s- still, um, I don't think, think so much in terms of PC versus mobile. I think in screen sizes. And I think the, um, the large um, screen will remain the environment in mm. which people do productive work and design. Um, but the, there's a role for the smaller screens um, in smaller meetings and one-on-one meetings. So it's a different setting mm-hmm. or maybe to run a presentation on the big screen. So the, the mobile device or the iPad is a, is a control device that is useful in the delivery of the presentation, but not necessarily in the design process of a presentation other than uh, fixing a typo on the way in the meeting. If you re- realize that you made a mistake in the name of the client you're going to present to, you can, you can fix it on a mobile phone, but it will never be your sort of creative uh, environment for, um, for, for a presentation. That, that, is my, uh, that is my belief. So I think a lot of the innovation goes into these mobile devices, but potentially I think there's a wrong in, in intent. Mm-hmm. So you said first uh, collaboration and the other is the, the okay the more the use mo- of the mobile device that as you say that yeah it's correct uh, there are some some of the the applications that are moving to to the mobile but yeah there's this constraint of the the screens are so small that you can you don't have this power of uh, this really powerful design to to do as many changes as you as you wish that what you can do in like in a in a desktop with a big screen in front of you and and yes also ultimately the the presentation is going to be displayed in a in a big screen after all no that's more usually the the case so it's a yeah it's a really good point that uh, still it's going to be very challenging to 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 edit or design it really in small screen so so far it's uh, it's too complicated and I understand it definitely your your point and now, uh, what are the the things that are coming in the in the roadmap or select margin? Can you share something of that? Yeah, so I think the, the product itself is pretty complete. There's um, I added a few um, features that, that might be nice for um, a very experienced um, audience. So there's um, strange things because the app is uh, very simple and all designs are basically the same. I can do things that um, PowerPoint can't. So, for example, um, I can switch the presentation automatically from a light to a dark background, making all the mm. color adjustments automatically with one um, with one button, which is not something maybe that the world is waiting for, but it's really cool to do. Um, I store all my slides in one large uh, database, um, which makes searching and finding old slides um, really easy. Um, I, I store all your images in the, the same database. So you can get things in my search engine that, for example, give me all the slides that use this particular image of an orange and the app will give them to you in a second. So there's these very small uh, type of cute features that they can add in. But as a concept, I think the, 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 the product is, is pretty much um, um, uh, finished the engine, so that that's it. It's a simple product. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a simple approach to do it. What I'm starting to um, think um, about is um, going a step before the slide design and making um, the selection of templates and the design of a story flow mm-hmm. um, 
make give a tool to do that. So which is a lot more uh, ambitious because stories can go in multiple directions. Mm -hmm. But um, I think all the the story, the the, the template engines that are out there uh, don't cover that at all. Uh, Websites that give you advice about how to write an investor pitch and what to say first, you know, the the market, the solution, the problem, our financials, it doesn't work. So I'm I'm looking for an approach, um, almost like an automated yellow stick board that... um, that will enable you to create a story um, uh, board and pick the right templates. And it's um, harder, um, uh, easier said than done. But that's what I'm uh, in, a, in a sync up to, to take the step before the design and help you uh, build a story flow with, with uh, some tools that are actually uh, useful. But that will be uh, a while out. I'm just literally sketching and brainstorming at the moment. Sure, sure. Sounds sound really a great idea. So I would like to definitely see that in the future. <laughs> Jan, could you now share with us your favorite quotation? So I'm actually not a big fan of quotations. I think that they're actually um, overused in presentation. <laughs> when you um, put up a cliche one, so the, it's I like I actually discourage my clients to um, uh, to use them. So if you have to push me and say, "What do you like?" Like so, the Einstein inside where he says. You should be able to explain anything to anyone is uh, something that I use in my um, daily work um, every day. So I'm saying that's the, probably the one I practice most. But um, uh, quotes are like, um, no, I, I, I try to actually keep them out of my uh, presentation until that, unless they're very, very specific mm. and very, uh, very relevant to what I want to say. So I have to disappoint you on this one. No yeah. problem. <laughs> sure. Thanks. And could you recommend us one book that has particularly inspired you or influenced you? Yeah, so like there's all the, the, the presentation book, Presentations Done by Gar Reynolds, etc. I read it uh, all a long time ago. It's probably the, the, the book that, that made you think. Uh, another one that I find uh, very useful is the, the book Made You Stick by the Heath mm-hmm. Brothers, which, which talks about what it is, um, why one story gets remembered and the other one not. And thinking back, I think a lot of the concept that these people are talking about in the book is, is what I use day-to-day in, in uh, designing presentations and thinking about a story that is uh, memorable and will stick there uh, rather than just be forgotten uh, five minutes after the delivery. Mm, that definitely an excellent principle that makes something that is simple and that really sticks sticks in people's mind. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, could you share with share with us um, an exercise, something practical that you recommend us to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine? Yeah. So, like, it's um, I think a very very basic skill is a very simple one is um, is listening and observing uh, body language. Like, mm. um, I think people don't do it enough. They just charge into their presentation or their their speech. And they, um, they don't read the signals coming back. Mm. And uh, it could be for a larger audience, but in particular for smaller one-on-one meetings or in smaller conference rooms, uh, you could see by the body language of someone, whether someone actually understands you, is bored, wants to move ahead, gets it, uh, or someone is actually still behind trying to process you already say. Also, the sort of questions you get um, is an indication about how well your story comes across. So it's almost like, to force yourself to uh, stop pressing play and actually really carefully try to read um, what 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 others are are thinking, and it's it's just not the question they ask, but it's their body language, their attitude, everything that um, uh, that that gives away 
how how really um, you're doing in communicating a message, uh, yes or no. So st- studying and paying more attention to to body language, especially during the being ready for um, intera- interacting during the during presentations. Exactly. Yeah, that's an excellent piece of advice. Thank you. Thank you very much. My yeah. pleasure. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, it was definitely great. And yeah, many of these things um, has been very in- interesting. Um, I'm happy to talk with an expert about this, but many things have to, uh, at least our listeners have to really go and check it out and try try the software and see your, your book. So please, could you finally tell us how we can find you on the internet to find your presentation app, please? That app is very simple. It's slidemagic.com, one word. You can uh, sign up. We are still um, more or less in beta at the moment. It's free to, uh, to use. So uh, that's it. You, uh, you're happy to, um, to go to the site, uh, create an account, and start uh, experimenting and see what you think. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will. Thank you very much, Jan. Has it been a pleasure Thank talking you. with you and all the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...